are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A great Monday show for you. We're going to go over those divisional games from this past weekend. We're going to look at some statistics from those divisional games. My gosh, Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Also, we're going to look ahead to the conference championship games this Sunday. Two really good ones. I can't wait, and I'm already giving you my early plays for them because there's no point. Nothing's really going to change throughout the whole week, I don't think. Um, Nothing I hear or see is going to change how I feel about both of these games. And we will get to all that momentarily. All right, let's start off with the divisional matchups this past weekend. Home teams went 3-1 after going 5-1 last weekend. And heading into last night's game, where eight of the nine home teams had won, I was just like, you know, you know I liked Kansas City all week. I picked them on Friday. I went 3-1 in my picks this weekend. One with Kansas City. I won with Detroit. Lost with Houston. Won with Green Bay. Um, so I'm what, I was two and four and now I'm, and I went three and one, you know, so I'm five and five in the playoffs against the spread. Great. Anyway, um, you know, the one thing I did say on Friday was like, look, five of the six games last weekend were decided by two touchdowns or more. We're going to get better games this weekend. This stuff just evens out. You're not going to continually have blowouts. And three of the four games were one score games, which is pretty much what I expected. Two favorites covered, Baltimore and Detroit. Two underdogs covered, Green Bay and Kansas City. And obviously one of those underdogs won. So let's start off with the only, um, well, the home favorite in Baltimore beats the Texans 34-10. to This was a 10-10 game at halftime. Like, if you look at, what, four games, each game has four quarters, 16 quarters of football, really we had close games for 14 and a half of the 16 quarters. We had teams that were battling it out and is basically within a score or so, you know? So can't complain about that. And I think we're due for two more this upcoming weekend. But starting with that Baltimore Texans game, man, Baltimore just looked out of it in the first half. They, they looked like a team that benched their starters in week 18 and had a bye last week because they did not come out of the box strong at all. And when you're sitting there at 10-10 and you're just like, oh, my gosh, Lamar is 1-3 in the playoffs. He's never won a home playoff game, even though he had only had two of them. He was 0-2. You're just like, my God, if Dak Prescott is taking shit for being 2-5 and five in the playoffs and not getting past the divisional round, can you imagine if Lamar lost his third home playoff game and as many chances to the Texans? They turned it around in the second half. They looked like the team that was the best team in the AFC this year, in the regular season at least, and they turn it around and outscore Houston 24 nothing in the second half and get that win. Lamar looking good and play, you know, he's a guy that it's this Sunday, Baltimore, Kansas City, is going to be such a good game because these are two quarterbacks that when the pocket breaks down, Both of them can make plays with their legs and with their arm. And I think you just – this is going to be a classic. I I don't see this being a blowout either way, but we'll see. I really like this game, and we'll talk about it coming up in a little bit. All right, the second game, Saturday night, 
boy, if you're a Green Bay Packer fan, just a game of missed opportunities. You had two interceptions that were right in your hands that you dropped. You had three possessions in the red zone that you ended up with six points in the first half. You had five red zone possessions for the game against the San Francisco defense. You had a missed field goal. I mean, look, the Green Bay Packers dominated that game against the Niners. But it doesn't matter how you win in the playoffs. All that matters is that you do win and you advance. Doesn't matter how ugly it is. San Francisco 49ers were basically playing catch-up that whole game. Green Bay did exactly what they wanted to do. They had a lot of long drives. They exploited the San Francisco 49ers secondary on any chance they could get. It was almost like a repeat of the Dallas game. These five- and six-minute drives, these crossing patterns that had the San Francisco 49ers secondary all screwed up. So many guys were running open in the secondary. I mean, they couldn't have played a more perfect game except they made mistakes and they didn't capitalize when they were in the red zone. Last week, we know what happened against the Cowboys. Every time they got in the red zone, they got a touchdown. In the first half, they were inside the red zone three times and had two field goals to show for it and a stopped on downs. That killed them. They should have won that game. Anybody watching knows they should have won that game. And for as great as Jordan Love was for the last nine games of the season – Boy, when all you need is a field goal and you're sitting there at, what, the 35, 40-yard line, you had that one final drive to get in field goal range. Like, I was convinced not only was Green Bay going to drive down the field and easily get in field goal range, I thought they were going to score a touchdown and win the game. But you can't be scrambling and throw the ball back across your body into triple coverage. I That was a Josh Allen throw. I couldn't believe Jordan Love did that with how good he's been for the last nine weeks, but it just goes to show playoffs are a different animal. If that's a regular season game, he probably doesn't throw that. But pressure of the situation, want to be a hero, want to make something happen, just an awful, awful throw. San Francisco intercepts it, and they win 24-21. Never were close to covering that game. That's why I liked Green Bay plus the 10. Um, uh, San Francisco better play better than that if they want to come out and beat the Lions uh, next uh, this upcoming weekend. But just, uh, I mean, that was that was a gut punch for sure for Green Bay because I Packer fans, I know you guys watched that game, and I'm guessing every single one of you pretty much the whole game thought, we're going to win this. We're going to go in there and only beat the two seed. We're now going to beat the one seed. And you damn near did, and you should have. That was a missed, missed opportunity because very rarely are you going to get the San Francisco 49ers playing as poorly as they did. Defensively, they just were off. And, I mean, this bodes well for your future, Packer fans. I mean, Jordan Love is your quarterback of the future. My gosh, this guy could be the next quarterback for the next 15 years. Are you going to tell me you got Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love? Some The Cleveland Browns have – played like what 24 quarterbacks in the last 20 years or something ridiculous and you guys have literally had three it's just amazing what you've been able to do so it bodes well for your future I mean this is the fourth youngest team in the history of the NFL to make the playoffs so there's nowhere to go but up from here but with all that said you should have won the game because you completely outplayed the Niners 
Niners just did not have it. Jordan Love was never sacked all game long. So that vaunted Niners rush, pass rush, and they couldn't come close to getting to Jordan Love. Never sacked him. The first pick he threw, I believe, yeah, that was a it was a bad pass by Love. It was behind the receiver or it got tipped in the air and intercepted. Not a good pass, but that last one, when all you need is about 30 to 35 yards to get in field goal range, just shocking that he threw that pass. Because if he gets to the outside around Joey Bosa, he had 10 or 15 yards in front of him just to run. And they're already at midfield, if not past midfield. Can't believe he threw that pass up there with the game on the line and only needing a field goal. But he did. Unfortunately, San Francisco 49ers advance to the NFC Championship game where they will host the Detroit Lions. Two really good games yesterday. In fact, the last three, Saturday night and both games on Sunday, really, really good games. Even though Detroit went up 31-17, I mean, they had to stave off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tampa Bay, I mean, if you look at the statistics for this game, it was about as even as you could get. Did you see the statistics on this game? Tampa Bay had 408 yards, Detroit 391. Total plays, Detroit had 11 more. Yards per play, Tampa 6.8, Detroit 5.5. Detroit had three more first downs. Tampa threw for 349 yards, Detroit 287. Passing TDs, Tampa had three, Detroit had two. Detroit had a better rushing game, 114 to 89. Two rushing TDs. No fumbles lost for either. Tampa was sacked four times. Those were huge. Detroit was only sacked twice. Third down efficiency, Detroit was 6 of 14, Tampa 4 of 12. Both were 1 for 1 on fourth downs, only five penalties on Tampa Bay, three on Detroit. Bill Vinovich, his crew usually lets teams play, as evidenced by eight penalties for a total of 50 yards. Time of possession, pretty even, 32 minutes for Detroit, 28 for Tampa. I mean, this was an even game, but the biggest difference in the game was once it got to 10 to 10, it was in the, in the second half, the first three possessions for Detroit went touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And Tampa Bay just couldn't match it. It was too much for them to catch up. They almost got the cover because when they were down 31-17 and scored a touchdown with that pass to Mike Evans, they went for two. I know a lot of people dispute that. I know a lot of people say you shouldn't do that when you're in that situation. You know, I don't know. It's It's – a coach's decision, clearly. Some coaches want to go for it, and some coaches say, let's go for two now because your odds of converting it on a two-point conversion are usually 50-50. So if we don't get it here, then we're down eight, then odds tell us we should get it and tie the game up if we were to score again, which means that the same as would have kicking the extra point on both of them. But on that 50-50 odds to get the two-point conversion, if you get it on the first one, all you need to do now is kick an extra point if you get a touchdown on the second one and you win the game. So I see why guys do it. You know, down eight late in the game, you want to know what you have to do. So um, I have no problem with that call. And it looked like it could have been called pass interference on Detroit and Tampa could have gotten the ball in the one-yard line, but they didn't. They got the ball back at Baker Mayfield through a pick deep in his own territory, and that was the game. And the Detroit Lions are going to the NFC Championship. Not to mention, 
Jared Goff, for a guy that was as much maligned as he was over the last couple of years, you know, after that trade from the Rams, when the Rams basically said, we don't want you. We, we think Matt Stafford is better, so we're bringing him in and we're trading you. And they traded him, and he even said confidence was pretty shot back then. And he's like, I took this team to the Super Bowl two years earlier, the Rams. Granted, he played terrible in that Super Bowl. Sean McVay was completely outcoached by Bill Belichick in 13-3 final. But, my gosh, how he's turned it around in Detroit. Detroit's 21-7 and in their last 28 games. They're a good football team. They didn't fluke their way to the NFC Championship this year. And I'm telling you, it all started with that game last year. Week 18 at Green Bay, in the cold, outside. Detroit had nothing to play for. They had been eliminated earlier in the day from the playoffs. And the Packers, all they had to do was win in Week 18 at home against a Lions team that had nothing to play for. And the Lions went in there and spanked them. And it was almost like Dan Campbell had sent a message to his team like, we're dogs now. We are going, this is going to, we're going to build on this. And this is going to be our momentum builder heading into the 2023-2024 season. And you can't say it backfired because it didn't. They win the NFC North. They're now in the NFC Championship game. And I'm going to give you a list of quarterbacks that have taken two different franchises to a championship game. It's five quarterbacks that have done it. Four of them are in the Hall of Fame. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner. You know who the fifth one is? Now it's Jared Goff. Pretty impressive if you ask me. And almost more impressive is if he can get him to a Super Bowl and take two different teams to the Super Bowl. I don't know how many quarterbacks have done that. I know Kurt Warner did with the Rams and the Cardinals. But and Peyton Manning did with the Colts and the Broncos. Brady did with the Patriots and the Bucks. I'm sure there's others. But um, maybe not. Anyway, just you got to be happy for Detroit. I mean, they have nothing to cheer for. They hadn't won a playoff game in 33 years. And now they're in the NFC Championship game. On the road at San Francisco, second game next Sunday. And finally, let's talk about that Kansas City-Buffalo game. You know, like I said, when it, when eight of the nine home teams had won heading into that Sunday night game, I just, I just even as good as Buffalo looked for most of that game, I just was like, there's no way nine of the ten games of the first ten games are going to home teams. Like, there's got to be a a road team that's going to win the win a game outside of Green Bay beating Dallas last week because that had been the only road team that had won in the playoffs thus far. But it was, you know, the last game of the weekend. It was Kansas City hearing all week. It's Patrick Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs. And, man, they came through yet again. Patrick Mahomes is 39-11 and in his 50 road games that he's played in his NFL career. That's just stupid. Not to mention, I don't know what's stupider, that statistic or the fact that he's been a starting quarterback in this league six years and he's made the AFC Championship all six years. Like This is almost like how I feel Alabama football. This is what Alabama football was when Nick Saban was in his prime. You know, just he's getting you there. You're getting to the playoffs every single year, and he's winning the national championship probably every other year. It just... 
KC fans, you might want to appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm just saying when the team isn't very good and they get to a point where they're no longer just a shoe-in to get to the AFC Championship, you're going to be yearning for these years. You just just savor this right now because you are on one of the greatest runs any team has ever been on. I mean, the Dallas Cowboy fans are begging just to get to a conference championship game, and you guys get there every year practically in your sleep, you know? But this one, uh, Mahomes does it again. He's now 9-1-1 in his career against the spread as an underdog. They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs at Baltimore next week. And remember, before this game, I said, Josh Allen, you have this is it. You got him at home, finally. You got to win this game. I can't put this on Josh Allen. He didn't have one of his patented, let me just chuck it up there as I'm being bum-rushed by a defensive line, and let's just see what happens. He had no turnovers and moved the ball up and down the field. He's unstoppable when he's a runner. Their defense failed them. Yes, you can say about the the missed field goal. You know, that only tie, that only would have tied the game. So Kansas City easily could have come down and kicked a field goal to win it at the as time expired. So just because Tyler Bass, I think that's his name, Tyler Bass, he missed the field goal. Yeah, you probably hate him right now, but there are other reasons you lost the game. Your defense had way too many injuries. And you just Kansas City did what they wanted. But you know, I Buffalo, you're not – I don't know if you need to make wholesale changes. you got a lot of free agents on that team. And you've lost at home in the divisional round for the second year in a row. Last year you lost to Cincinnati, this year to Kansas City. So this whole idea that, oh, we're Bill's Mafia and you don't want to come into Orchard Park in early January against us. Well, two years in a row people have, and they've beaten you. So there's no mystique when it comes to your stadium. What you need to do is somehow, some way, find a way to win these games, you know? Like, it, it's not, nobody's scared of playing in Orchard Park anymore. And especially in the playoffs, we've just seen that two years in a row. You had a chance to get to the AFC Championship the last two years, and all you got to do is win a home game, and you couldn't do it. Not saying your team sucks, not saying you guys are horrible, I'm just saying it's not an invincible place to go. People aren't scared of the weather or the fans. Because Kansas City did whatever they wanted with against your defense last night. It was blatantly obvious. They could run the ball. They could throw the ball. Again, guys running wide open down the field. Um, you got a lot of decisions you need to make this offseason. Like, I, I don't know if you know this, but you've got a lot of free agents a lot of free agents that are good. Gabriel Davis, Micah Hyde, A.J. Epinesa, Tyrell Dodson, Taylor Rapp, Trent Sherfield, Shaq Lawson, Linvale Joseph. I mean, you got a lot. Um, So what are you going to do? Now, granted, some might go, and you might replace them with somebody else, which is fine. But you got to get over that hump. The Chiefs kind of own you in the playoffs now. You know, the Chiefs are, I think, 3-0 against you in the playoffs in this in this Mahomes-Allen duel. And, I mean, it, it's, it's not a bad thing um, that Mahomes, 
of course you want to beat him, but you're losing to literally this generation's best quarterback. He's going to be he's uh, he's like maybe two or three more seasons away from having the second most wins of any quarterback in NFL history, and he's only in year six right now. Playoff wins. Brady's way up there. He's boat raced everybody. He's got double the playoff wins than anybody else does. But when you get to the Super Bowl ten times, of course you're gonna have a shit ton of playoff wins. But Mahomes is right there. I think Montana's number two with fifteen or sixteen wins, and I think Mahomes has thirteen or fourteen now. I mean, it's it's unreal what he's doing. And you can make fun of the guy's voice, you can make fun of his annoying brother. You might think his wife is now a tryhard because she's BFFs with Taylor Swift. Whatever you want to care. All I care about is what this guy does on a football field. He is a stud, and he scares the bejesus out of every defensive coordinator because he is so good. He's so under control. He can make any throw in the book. And, you know, this is, as we've talked about all season, this is the worst Kansas City version we've seen in six years. In his six years he's made the AFC Championship, this isn't even close to being their best team. It's easily their sixth best team. And yet here they are, again, in the AFC Championship against a team that's never been there. I'm telling you right now, my picks are definitely with the points. I'm taking both underdogs. I love the Chiefs, and I love the Lions. And I honestly think, if you ask me right now, Maybe my maybe my tone will change as we get towards the end of the week, but I've also put my money where my mouth is on this one, Chiefs and Lions, and I think I'm going to go with both of them to win outright. I just think the Chiefs. I, I just I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes until he until he shows me he's going to lose a playoff game. So there's that. With the San Francisco Detroit thing, I, I just get this sense that. I'm not just basing it off of San Francisco playing poorly against Green Bay and should have lost that game. I understand that Detroit has a worse defense than San Francisco. To me, it's more along the lines of there's something about this Detroit team. They just... Like, you look at storylines for Super Bowls. So if it's if it's, if it's it's Kansas City against uh, the Niners, it's a repeat it's a rematch from the Super Bowl of what three, four years ago. If it's Kansas City and Detroit, it is Dan Campbell, the coach that everybody seems to fall in love with now, the guy who speaks his mind, the guy who looks like he could be playing still with the shape that he's in against you know the ultimate they'd be the ultimate underdog against Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. What a great matchup that would be. Not to mention, it's a rematch from the first game of the season. Remember that one? In Kansas City, Thursday night football, Kansas City defending Super Bowl champions, and they lost to the Lions 21-20. Then you can look at what's the storyline for the other matchups. Could it be Baltimore against Detroit? Sure. Or Baltimore-San Francisco, which is the 2-1 seeds, which... I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, the one seeds are going to win. But remember, you know, we had two one seeds that went to the Super Bowl last year in Philly and Kansas City. There hadn't been two one seeds that met for the Super Bowl for the previous five seasons. And we know 14 out of the 48 seasons where they had seeds in the NFL, only 14 of the 48 Super Bowls were the two one seeds playing against each other. So odds tell you one of these one seeds is losing. 
Now, by numbers, you'd probably say, oh, it's going to be Baltimore because they're only basically a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, I, I Something tells me this is Detroit's year, and I'm going to ride it. I could be just an idiot, <laughs> but I also think that we're going to get at least one dog and one, or one road team to win outright between Kansas City and Detroit just because, again, this stuff evens out. We still have had 10 games, and only two road teams have won. You know, I'd have to go back and look at the statistics at least the last five years or so. Have we ever had this many home teams win through the divisional round? I don't know. I'll go look it up and, and have that number for you tomorrow. But I'm on Kansas City plus three and a half. I'm on Detroit plus seven. I've teased both of them, and I've bet both of them on the money line already. That's what I'm rolling with. Hopefully we can have a, a good weekend this upcoming weekend for championship weekend. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. We're back tomorrow with yet another Sports Daily. We're going to have a guest this week on the Sports Daily, one that I am very, very excited about. I've talked about him recently, and we're going to have him on probably on Friday is when we're going to have him, maybe Thursday. We'll see. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.